We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. Whoa, this is Monday. You're not used to that. But we are here with the new transition series. Very special thing for you. And today is the first one. Ashley, what do we what do we got in store? Okay, so the American Legion is highly regarded for its work in getting veterans into rewarding civilian careers. In fact, the greatest legislative achievement is the signing of the original GI Bill, which Fun fact, we're going to celebrate the 78th, 78th uh, anniversary of the bill um, this month, which is pretty exciting. So the original bill, as well as the versions that follow, changed the lives of millions of veterans and their families. And the American Legion stood watch to make sure that each generation received the benefits they've earned. The American Legion continues these efforts today by hosting or participating in hundreds of job fairs every year, advocating for legislation that rewards veterans for their service and providing employment and educational tools for veterans, service members, and their spouses. And so in honor of the GI Bill anniversary, we present this four-part podcast series. We hope all you alphas out there listen to each episode, share it on your social media and with your friends and family, especially those who may be in some stage of separating from the military. Today, we will travel back in time to January when we were at the SVA NETCON 2022 in Orlando, Florida. While we were there at the happiest place on earth, we had the opportunity to talk with two military veterans who are also Disney executives. We'll be joined by Disney Parks Experiences and Products Manager of Executive Communications, Cappy Surratt, and Walt Disney Director of Veterans Initiatives, Kevin Preston. We'll be back with Cappy and Kevin and these great uh, titles they have after the break. Howdy, folks. Y'all come on out. Get out of those recliners and join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The third American Legion Fitness Challenge will raise money again for veterans and military families in need. We've made big improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges with awesome prizes. Hey, department adjutants, department commanders, let's get some department versus department challenges and get it going, let's go. This year we've made it even easier to track your miles. We've made it even easier for friends and family to support you through donations to the Veterans and Children Foundation. My goal this year is to raise $450,000 for the Veterans and Children Foundation. But we need your help. Get active and help support veterans and military families. Visit legion.org backslash 100 miles to register and learn more. Let's show the nation that we are Veterans Strengthening America. All right, this is the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. We are still here at hashtag NatCon 2022. 
two. And today we have a couple of birds that landed with us, and I'll explain why here in a second. Today we are joined by two gentlemen who can tell us a lot about veteran employment, opportunities, and maybe a little about a certain mouse with red pants and yellow shoes. Cappy Surrett is a former Navy captain, bird number one, and PAO and manager of executive communications at Disney Park Experiences and Products and the co-chair of the Veteran Business Employee Resource Group known as Disney Salute. I have the pin. The Kevin Peter, Kevin Preston is a retired U.S. Army colonel, bird number two, and director of veterans initiatives at the Walt Disney Company. Kevin and Cappy, which sounds like it could be a Disney show. Mm-hmm. That'd be really great. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Tango Alpha Lima. And uh, do you want any more introduction you want to make for yourselves? No, I mean, I, I, Jeff, I think you nailed it. Well, yeah. th- that was super producer Holly. She wrote that and... I just speak. Yeah, and actually, you know, in terms of the Kevin and Cappy show, I think that should come to Disney Plus. I think it'd be terrific. That'd be fantastic. Either that or ESPN. I'll take it. Or ESPN. I'll take it. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started into all things Disney. I am all ears for you both here today. Super happy that you're here with us. And I want to dive into Disney, okay? I am a Disney kid at heart. And I will say I was just visiting a few days ago, so everything is really fresh. But I want to know about Disney's military programs, mm-hmm. how it got started, any fun stories you want to share with me and our, our team and everyone around the country about what Disney is doing for veterans. Oh, that's terrific. And I love the ears. You know, the, you're rocking the whole mini look today. So congratulations, Ashley. We're thrilled. And we're thrilled you're both here at the Walt Disney World Resort. I mean, uh, uh, we're so proud of our veteran uh, programs uh, and, you know, our support, our company's support for the military, military personnel and veterans, it began all the way back uh, at the very founding of our company and even before then. Uh, our founders, Walt Disney and his brother Roy, uh, the founders of our company, uh, they both served in their own ways, served their nation in their own ways during World War I. Uh, Roy was served as a petty officer in the Navy Uh, in the Atlantic, and uh, Walt was too young to join the military, but he volunteered to become part of the Red Cross Ambulance Corps and actually deployed to France at the tail end of, uh, after hostilities had ceased uh, during World War I. So it's it's continued since there. And so, and it it rockets all the way to today, where uh, here at the Walt Disney World Resort, at Disneyland, a variety of other parts of our company, uh, we honor veterans uh, and active duty military and their families in many ways uh, from discount, highly discounted uh, uh, tickets to our parks and experiences, uh, to hotels, to, uh, you know, we have two of our ferry boats that love to tell, you know, that transport our guests to and from the Magic Kingdom every day, honored or named in honor of uh, two uh, really impressive veterans. I want to tell the story later because it's such a great story. And then uh, something super special, and I think, Ashley, you mentioned that you had seen it uh, this, this past week is, uh, in Magic Kingdom Park, as well as Disneyland Park, we have a daily flag retreat ceremony that honors and recognizes our military and veterans and those who have served every single day. And it's, it's something that ha- we've been doing since the very opening of those parks, you know, Disneyland in 1955 and Magic Kingdom in 1971. And uh, we're just absolutely thrilled that we were able to the, continue that. And it's uh, such a, a really moving ceremony to be able to thank those who serve. 
Absolutely. I will say uh, I was going through my Disney experience app and I was I was picking out like what I was going to do for the day. And I was like, there is a retreat ceremony. And I was like, where is this? I looked at my husband. I was like, we must find it. We must go. So I can say firsthand experience, a very, very unique thing to just witness. Mm -hmm. And um, also, you know, being a stable veteran and being able to, you know, use my genie and go to different rides and enjoy the discounts um, from the Salute program. Uh, an absolute wonderful program. And I'd love to kind of dive a little bit more into um, some of those like discounts and things that are done for veterans and their families or uh, related programs, if you will, wherever you want to go, Gappy. Yeah. So actually, it, it, one story I want to share the uh, uh, is here at Walt Disney World. Um, we have a very unique hotel. We have, you know, 30 resort, you know, hotels here on the Walt Disney World property, which is about the, roughly the size of San Francisco. So um, it's a big place. I mean, it's so cool. It's so magical. But we have one really uh, special hotel. It's not a Disney hotel. It's actually uh, a DOD hotel that we call Shades of Green uh, here in the property. And it was, it's a former Disney hotel uh, that now uh, we've leased to, to the Department of Defense and it's run by uh, Army INSCOM. And, uh, but how we got there is really interesting. It's only one of four morale, welfare, and rec hotels that the Department of Defense uh, operates on the planet. And so the fr and, and each one of these four hotels had all come out of periods of major conflict. And so uh, World War II, you know, one of them is the Edelweiss in Garmisch. And so we, the Department of Defense said, hey, we need to give our, our troops a place to relax uh, during this you know, stressful time. So they created this, this beautiful hotel in Garmisch in, in Bavaria. Uh, during Korea, they created uh, the Dragon Inn in Seoul. Uh, so that was a great place for those in the, that conflict to get some, you know, well-needed rest and uh, relaxation. During Vietnam, they created the Halikoa, which is in Waikiki Beach. Beautiful hotel and a beautiful, you know, view of Diamond Head. And so the Halikoa is there. It's on, owned by the Department of Defense. And then when Operation Desert Storm came around in the early 90s, um, there was a survey that went out to, to all of our military forces and said, where would you like our fourth hotel, you know, where would you, you know, where would you like to go? And uh, universally said, we want, we would like it at Walt Disney World. And so that led to the creation of the Shades of Green, which is now here. And it's a, a great location for, for veterans and active duty military to come in, in, you know, with their families and enjoy the magic and, and time together in between, you know, uh, you know, military deployments and things that, uh, you know, serving our nation. So I will say I did happen to stay at the Shades of Green before I yeah. made it over to the conference uh, this week and loved my stay. Uh, I know that there is a very cool display for the Invictus Games, and I was mm -hmm. wondering if we could maybe touch base a little bit on that. Yeah. I'll pass it to Kevin on that. Yeah, so thank you. Um, yes, the Invictus Games. We hosted Invictus in 2016 here at Walt Disney World. And for those that don't know, uh, Invictus is an adaptive sporting event. Think of something like the Olympics and adaptive sports for members of the armed forces, both the United States and various nations around the world. One of the most inspiring things I've seen, I, I tell you, prior to seeing Invictus, I really didn't have a grasp of what it is, but you're seeing events like wheelchair rugby and wheelchair basketball and floor volleyball and track and field. When we hosted this in 2016, the Shades of Green was the competitor village. So the entire facility was themed out 
with Invictus logo and colors and so on. And then we had the uh, competition over at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Um, you know, Prince Harry was here uh, running around. I tell you, one of the stories that I didn't see this, but I tell you, it speaks to the individual that Prince Harry is at the event and giving medals and shaking hands at the swimming event. He goes to the edge of the pool and helps pull a uh, competitor out of the water with the competitor's dog. So you get a wet dog coming out of the pool, you get the competitor pulling, and Prince Harry's pulling them out of the pool. And it's, just, it's such an inspiring event for people to see what the wounded, ill, and injured continue to do. And it's, it's not limitations they're, they're faced. It's just achievements in a different direction, and Victus is an example of that. I love that. Achievements in a different direction. That's fantastic. I was I remember walking through the hall, and I saw that, that showcase, and I was just like, wait, stop. I had just got in from my flight, and I just... I just set my luggage there and I just looked at everything mm. and I was incredibly impressed and I was like, wow, I'm really staying at a, you know, lack of a better term, a magical place and uh, one full of rich history. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means, like, Cappy, do you have any more unique stories about veterans and Disney and anything you want to share? Yeah, actually. I mean, I mentioned the, the ferry boats um, and this is, I mean, I'm always blown away by this. So we have two or several ferry boats that transport our guests back and forth to the Magic Kingdom on a daily basis. And uh, much like the Navy, who honors name ships in honor of our nation's heroes, um, we have two veterans that, you know, the two of the ferry boats bear the names of not only two Disney legends, which is like our Disney, you know, Hall of Fame, but they're also veterans. And so one is an Army veteran, one's a Navy veteran, uh, Admiral, you know, uh, Admiral Joe Fowler and General Joe Potter. And so why these uh, two veterans are so uh, significant to the Walt Disney Company is uh, when Walt was building Disneyland, you know, he needed somebody to build the Mark Twain steamship, you know, that goes around the rivers of America. And somebody goes, hey, you got to talk to this guy, you know, uh, Joe Fowler. He was in the Navy, apparently built like aircraft carriers and ships, you know, uh, during World War II. He might be able to help you out. And so the Walt reached out to him. You know, and and uh, he hired him, and then he saw what he could do was just building that one ferry boat, um, and he goes, he became the head of operations for the construction of Disneyland, which was constructed in a year. So then, when it came time to you know execute on the Florida project that Walt had had announced that we're going to build you know another res- you know another uh, location here in Florida, he signed Joe Fowler to come in and just go get it done, and so he, Joe Fowler. Rear Admiral Joe Fowler, Admiral Joe Fowler ferry boat is named in his honor. Uh, and Joe Potter was hired. He was some, you know, an Army uh, West Point graduate, Army uh, retired two-star uh, general. And he helped plan the uh, Normandy <coughs> landing during World War II. He went on to become the Panama Canal, go- you know, governor of the Panama Canal Zone. He was hired to basically come in and build the entire infrastructure of the Walt Disney World Resort. So between Admiral Joe Fowler and General Joe Potter, you know, without them, we wouldn't have Walt Disney World. And so we honor them every single day. And what's even better, they're West Point grad, Naval Academy grad. We did our first Army-Navy spirit spot uh, for the Army-Navy game this year, and it was so much fun. And so, you know, at Zero Dark Thirty, we all went out at, uh, you know, we had cast members who were Army on the General Potter cast members who were Navy on the Admiral Fowler. It did a lot of go Navy, beat Army. I mean, it's the first time Disney had ever, ever you know, created a spirit spot for America's game. And we just had a, a really a lot of fun. That know? sounds amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. 
It does sound fun. And I might catch up a little bit. That I don't know if you, you said you've seen the show. That was the longest I've ever yep. been quiet in life. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I saw the Shades of Green Hotel yeah. from the outside. We, we had to fetch Ashley and her husband from there when we got <laughs> to town. And I didn't know what it was. We were talking about it while we were driving over there. And then all of a sudden I, I just go, oh, that, I, see the, I see the Marine Corps flag like instantly because that's what I do. Right. Uh, I saw that, and then I saw all, all the other ones, and I think uh, uh, Jarek, who's with us, he goes, no, those are, all the, those are all the services flags. And then all of us in unison go, ah, shades of green. Yep. So we figured it out, and that was, that was really cool. So that is for active duty. That is active. That's not a veteran. Uh, no, it's veterans as well. Oh, it's veterans as well. Sure is, yeah. All right. So they don't have that in California, do they? No, it's the only one. There's only four There's of only those four. hotels okay. uh, so on the planet. I'll have, the... To, I'll have to look at that again. And so uh, I just kind of wanted to follow up. So did you get through the veteran experience here? So it's the, the ferries, the mm -hmm. flag retreat. Mm -hmm. um, she mentioned something about a genie. I don't know what that is. Oh. Uh, it, it's it's part of the um, um, when you visit our parks, you can actually download our app, which actually helps you navigate the park. You know, we're a large place, so it, you know the My Disney Experience app is what kind of activates your um, uh, activates your experience, really. So you know, mm -hmm. you can use that to uh, do mobile ordering of, of of your meals. You can plan your your day for in terms of attractions, and so a lot of the you know. It, a lot of that is powered by something we call Disney Genie. So it will help you navigate your day, you know, put in what you're kind of most interested in, and it will give you, you know, recommendations of uh, attractions and shows you know, that, you know, on your time, you know, for, for your interests. I think I need that in my life. <laughs> I think we all, I think I we think, all do. I think I could use a little Disney Genie app right here just in general. No, it's so really terrific. I want to I wanna switch from Cappy to Kevin a little bit. Are, oh, don't be nervous. It's oh, just raising my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you're talking about the internals, and you're you're talking about bringing people. We're going to talk to you about bringing people in. So I go to, let's say I'm going to Disney. I'm having a great time, and I'm like, I never want to leave. I want to work here. I want to be a part of this whole thing. Uh, and you have a program to help people uh, like that who are who are veterans uh, work there, and it's it's called Heroes. Uh, it's the salute. Part is first, right? Well, and it's actually it's heroes work here is heroes the name of the here. program. Okay, heroes work here. Yeah, uh, can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So, I'm going to start in 2012, and I retired from the army in 2012 and came right to Disney and came right into the heroes work here program as it was being built. So its genesis comes from if you think back to that period of time in our country, we were embroiled in conflicts. We had service members returning home with visible and invisible wounds. And there's also a narrative of very high unemployment for those who have served. At that time, it was double digits. And really a rough period. I mean, you know, a narrative of you're serving your country and you struggle finding employment. So then our chairman and CEO, Bob Iger, stepped forward and said, you know, we need to do something at Disney. We need to help fix this problem. There's no reason these people should lack employment upon completing military service. And that statement really started the ball rolling downhill for what today is a program called Heroes Work Here. So it was built on several tenets, and the initial statement that Bob Iger made 
gave latitude in the program that opened up many doors for it, and I'll describe that in a second. So the initial proponents of the program was to equip veterans to transition out of the military with knowledge and content to help them present their skills, encourage companies to hire veterans, because one company can't do it all. Everybody has to chip in on this and start in this process. Uh, build an array of nonprofit relationships. We're sitting here at Student Veterans of America National Conference. That's one of our nonprofit relationships we've had for coming on 10 years. And then finally, to encourage the companies and hire veterans at the Walt Disney Company. So those were the four uh, pillars we had in the program. So I came to Disney originally to help build this program. Um, I, I, I joke, but it's, it's true. I kind of left the Army on Friday and started Disney on Monday. And that was a product of many years of networking and learning life outside the Army. So we started this off. When I got to Disney, and you know, sometimes I pick up on the obvious, sometimes the obvious goes right over my head. But I was in the different segments, and I realized that I didn't see a lot of veterans at Disney. And it's not a criticism, it was just a statement. And as I say, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just a statement. I went to my boss at that time, I said, you know, I think if we're going to get this program going and we're going to hire this group at the Walt Disney Company, people need to understand the military and veteran community. Because we have some characteristics about us that are built from our culture that can be a bit different in the job acquisition process than how other candidates present. So we built some curriculum and content to basically explain uh, what a United States military looks like. We talk, talked about the architecture and the mission and the purpose of the branches. And then we got down to talking about values of the organization, then talked about how working with that organization for four years or 30 years is going to shape the way you behave. And we ran around the company and presented that. That was my first three months on the job. I'd barely been at Disney. I couldn't even pronounce the acronyms. And I'm flying around presenting this content to the talent acquisition community, the hiring leader community, and eventually anybody that just wanted to listen to it. But it really, it, it brought home these topics. And what we learned was, and we've heard the ratios that 1% to 3% have touched the U.S. military. And got that. But the U.S. military can be one of the most um, exclusive, in a good way, organizations we have. So think about any organization in this country where you can live within the organization, you can work within the organization, you can worship in the organization, you can get your health care in the organization, you can shop in the organization, mm -hmm. and go to school within the organization. Mm -hmm. Now, it's an extreme example, but you, you could live in that community and really not touch the outside world too much. So when you leave this community and go out and start to look for employment, all of a sudden you're not in that community anymore. You've got to be able to present yourself in a way that they understand you. So it's, it's, you know, that was the process that we took, and it, it worked quite well in bringing this, uh, the elements of military service, you know, to those that have not touched the military. We didn't make them experts, but we talked about elements of, you know, one simple thing, humility. Serving in the U.S. military, you are a very humble person. Talking about yourself is not a comfortable mm -hmm. component because, you're, you know, you're not doing things as one person. You're doing things as a team and very quick to give credit to the team before we talk about ourselves. Well, that's a great trait, and humility is a wonderful trait in itself, but at some point you've got to be able to articulate, you know, here's what I did in the organization. Um, so talking about elements of interview, talk about communication styles. You know, I joke in terms of styles of communication that we can be very blunt. We can almost be rude in the way we speak. We're not trying to be rude, but the military speaks in a very truncated, curt way to each other. And sometimes we toss acronyms in there. 
Well, you're talking to a person that never touched the military. That's going to come off as, my gosh, Kevin's kind of rude. Do I want to really work with this person? Well, no, it's just kind of the way we speak. And as time goes on, you know, you will loosen up and get a more, you know, a bit more verbose in your conversation. So telling people of these traits and these cultural elements, um, it, it, it brings this community closer. And they can realize, aha, you know what? I, I get why they're doing what they're doing. I, I joke that when my first interview at Disney, I walked in a room with an individual and I stood behind the chair at attention. Because to me, that's a respectful way to treat a person who is senior to you. Now, how many candidates walk into an interview and stand at attention behind a chair? Once again, you know, once again the, the gentleman is, was brilliant, and he recognized it. And he recognized, hey, this is the first time this guy's interviewed for anything in his life. <laughs> Did a good job walking me into this. So that's the uh, – I know I spoke quite a bit on that, but that's the, the foundation that Heroes Work Here sits upon. So the domestic program, we've hired well in excess of 10,000 veterans around the entire domestic Walt Disney Company in all different roles. Questions we get is what jobs are for, are for veterans, what jobs are not. And the answer is every role at Disney is for veterans. There's nothing we have pegged or blocked off for those individuals. And, uh, you know, it continues to grow. And like I said, an extension of that and that partnership is the Business Employee Resource Group, you know, mm -hmm. that Cappy is a, is a leader of here at Disney World. So if you want to talk about that, then I can come back to some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so piggybacking on what Kevin said, and, you know, we and literally we've been doing this together for how long now? Almost 10 years? 10 years, yes. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's it's really yeah, – I just want to give a shout-out for Kevin for the ama amazing work that uh, you've done mm -hmm. in leading these veteran hiring practices and now looking at uh, uh, expanding upon that. So he's done just absolutely amazing work. Uh, but as we started hiring lots of veterans, you start realizing that, you know, Disney is – a little bit different than the military, although there are a lot of similarities, which is really cool. You know, uh, both organizations uh, uh, have tremendous teamwork. There's a lot of pride and mission. Uh, we have a fleet, which is pretty amazing. Uh, both organizations have um, a love of acronyms. Yes. <laughs> so believe it or not, yeah. So anyway, there are a lot of similarities. So, but there are a lot of differences. So. We, we identified that, and uh, in 2014, you know, I had a great pleasure to being part of the, the founding core group for our veteran affinity group, uh, diversity group that we call Disney Salute. And so that is, we designed it to try to help uh, with the cast experience. We, everyone has a role at Disney. You know, we're all about the show, whether you work on stage or backstage, we're all in the show. So we're all cast members. So, but cast members coming from military service, it's way different. I mean, it's way different to come from, you know, uh, you know, a frequent uh, rotation of deployments or a flight line, you know, on, on an Air Force base to, you know, Main Street USA. I mean, it's, it's just different and a lot of different cultures. So the work cultures. So we created this, the, our, our veteran affinity group uh, to help, you know, those veterans navigate you know, through that system and also be a resource to leaders going, hey, you know, I've had this issue, you know, uh, communication, probably a communication issue with a veteran to Kevin's point, you know, they think different, they, they communicate differently. What does that mean? And you can say, well, that's, this is kind of what it means. And maybe here's a recommendation on, on how to bridge the, those, you know, those communications. And then we do lots of really cool events too. So we get out in the community. We, 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 uh, we just recently, uh, volunteered, um, we donated a bunch of holiday decorations from Walt Disney World here to our local Orlando Fisher House, 
and went out and decorated it and you know made magic and to see the veterans families that are that are out there as we did that it was just giving back to the community you know or work with the local usos and a variety of other things but then also we've had the great pleasure every once in a blue moon to uh host flyovers uh from you know the blue angels from the thunderbirds and to see that and hear the sounds of freedom like you know, over these, you know, these just icons, you know, the, you know, the Cinderella Castle or, or Spaceship Earth at, at Epcot. Uh, typically, we do it, you know, in and around uh, 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 Heritage Month, you know, like uh, uh, military uh, um, uh, Memorial Day, National Veteran and Military Family Month in November, Veterans, mm-hmm. you know, Veterans Day. So to, to add that, all of that together is, is really pretty magical and really pretty special, especially for our guests who get to come and, and watch that. So, that's amazing. Are we, are we resuming? Yeah, yeah. Let me. Um, yeah. yeah, this is. I mean, and it, this is a demonstration of the partnership it takes to do all this stuff. Right. It's. It's. Uh, you know, once again, the. You know, this is a big community at Disney that makes this this veterans program run. So it's just all these people coming together, and if you were at the student veteran conference, you saw probably close to a dozen people from talent acquisition here talking to veterans. So once again, just a big community that makes this machine run for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things. So when I talked about the initial uh, tent pole items in Heroes Work here, one of the things I said was encouraging companies to hire veterans. So when Bob Iger started this program, one of the wonderful things is accessing the resources uh, of the program for the veteran or the military spouse is not dependent on you wanting to come to the Walt Disney Company. The intent is we want you to have a job. If that job is another corporation and we can help you get there, that's fine. So it's not, well, I think that's a really nice component that once again is, you know, we're not going to turn our back on you if you say, I want to go to work at Costco. So under encourage companies to hire veterans, one company can't do it by itself. So back in 2013, when the Heroes Work Here program got started and we were with the Joining Forces program at the White House, we started getting phone calls from companies. And the phone call was pretty predictable. Uh, somebody from Talent Acquisition or Human Resources, and they said, my boss served in the military. They want to start a program to hire people from the military. I never served, and I don't know what to do. So we always freely shared the information that we did. And we talked to them on the telephone and you know, say, here's our learnings, here's the things we did great, here's our stumbles. But we thought, let's do something a bit more structured and intentional instead of one-off phone calls. And a program called the Veteran Institute was born. Uh, this, is, this is an entirely complimentary program. And when I approach companies to attend it, the first thing I say is, what I'm going to tell you is entirely free. Because if I don't, that little thing in your head is going to go off saying, Kevin's going to sell me something. Well, no, I'm not, because it's entirely complimentary. Uh, it is a seminar or conference-based program that presents best practices around building and maintaining hiring programs for veterans and military spouses. We did the first one in 2013. Our chairman and CEO, Bob Iger, was here. Michelle Obama was here. Cappy was here. And it was just a day of tremendous content where we merged together the teachings of the Walt Disney Company brought forth by the Disney Institute and the learnings of the Heroes Work Here program around veteran hiring and merged them together to create this program to, once again, teach organizations. And it is anybody. It is private, it is public, it is nonprofit, federal government, state government. If you want to learn, you come here and learn. Mm-hmm. And we're going to present this content and give it away to you. Uh, that's been a, uh, about a seven, eight-year program we've done. We've done a program each year. We took a pause during COVID for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's been really nice because it's produced you know, numerous hires at companies outside the Walt Disney Company. 
And once again, that's kind of that vision that we have and saying, you know, let's get more people in the boat. More people in the boat, you know, hiring veterans, more veterans, military spouses get hired. Mm-hmm. So that's been, a, you know, once again, a nice program. Another piece we have, because we didn't want to forget the, uh, the business owners out there. So we have a department for supplier diversity at the Walt Disney Company, and one of the recognized uh, members of the diverse supplier pool is veteran and disabled veteran-owned companies. And that gives that avenue for companies that have you know, products, goods, or services that Walt Disney Company may need to purchase to come in through the supplier diversity program. And once again, a wonderful access into you know, this community and uh, you know, presenting your wares and goods and services to the Walt Disney Company. And that's called Hero Supply here. You may have seen now, we name everything. <laughs> we put a name on everything in this company, be it Veteran Institute, Heroes Work Here, or Hero Supply here. It's very well branded. So. Very well branded, that's for sure. Yeah. So you kind of weave all those things together and you have the, the portfolio work, you know, with, with Salute and Supply Here and Work Here and Veteran Institute. Um, and there's, you know, there's quite a few, and there's sometimes one-off things that come in, Invictus as an example. And that's when all of us come together and help support, you know, Invictus. It's a sports program led by the sports team, but Salute comes in and we come in. So once again, this big partnership to bring these things forward. Yeah. And, and you see that at Disney. I mean, you know, it, it, it's that team cohesion it's that uh leadership committed to you know and all the way up to the top of our company you know uh you know our ceo is committed to uh those same foundations we began at the the very beginning of our company supporting those who served you know veterans vet you know military families uh active duty military so um yeah and recognizing that and continuing that uh that proud tradition as we're entering our hundredth year over the, as the Walt Disney Company, uh, in you know about eighteen months, yeah, yeah. So we're so excited for what the future holds. But hey, I, I want to throw it back to you, Ashley. Though, so you oh. were in the parks. Oh boy. What 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 did you what did you uh, like the uh, the most? Oh gosh. What was a magical moment? So, I'm a. Gosh, I grew up a big Disney princess gal. I yeah. don't know if that's like a shocker to any of the <laughs> folks out there, but. Um, I really, as a child, I remember going on the Snow White ride. Mm. I remember the Peter Pan ride, um, Mr. Toe's extraordinary ride to some caliber of that, right? Um, But when we did the, or when you all did the live action for uh, Beauty and the Beast, you ended up uh, building Be Our Guest, Mm -hmm. which is a restaurant there. And... There was just something really magical about that because as I was going through, I've always loved Belle and Ariel mm-hmm. were like my two princesses. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're like right next to each other and there is this little tavern, Gaston's Tavern, and yep. I always get my novelty, whatever, you know, cup I can get my hands on. That's what I do. Um, but at this year, I got the metallic, uh, like, uh, it was a glow-in-the-dark metallic apple, like, like uh, it looks like a stein. It's yep, just very, yep. very cool. And I have another one that's a Disney. It looks like the Enchanted Rose from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, as I'm walking up and after I've gone through Cinderella's Castle, I see the carousel, I move forward, and I can just see the illusion of this large castle. But, you know, just, again, it's that Disney magic. There's, like, Belle's, like, home and shop, and then you've got Gaston's Tavern, and then Ariel's um, experience or her underwater experience. It's the... Uh, simple pull through ride under, but under the sea un- with Ariel. under the sea with Ariel. yes okay. and then you have the grotto where you can go and yep. get your pictures with her and 
I won't lie, about five years ago, there was a really great photo of my husband and I. Uh, right after our honeymoon, we came here. We got our buttons, and we did all the amazing do, work. Do you have the bridal and I, the groom uh, I did. ears? So I will say I actually bought these ears, and I bought the ones with the bridal, and I ripped off the tule, and I put the tule on these <laughs> ones because I was like, I'm going to stand out today. Um, but I will say, so there's a great photo of me just like super giddy as an adult, like sitting next to Ariel, the cast member there, who was like, they don't break character. It was just such a magical experience for me. But like, that whole area that for is me Ariel. is, yeah, that's Ariel. Right, like that's, that's, Ariel. that's her. Like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Um, so just to see the folks embodying the characters and having that immersive experience and the attention to detail, I've mm -hmm. always appreciated that about Disney. Yep. So when I go through the parks, I'm always like, wow, like this is so cool. And I appreciate it more as an adult. As a child, I'm pretty sure I was just screaming and running around. <laughs> and my parents probably have bought one of those leashes to keep me wrangled in. <laughs> I have no doubt that that was exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, that's uh, like that, like right there, Fantasyland is like, that is... That is my spot. Yeah, we were really proud of that. I mean, we did an expansion for for Fantasyland in 2012 when I when I joined the company. We were unveiling it, and it, and it's it, it's moving the experience. You know, setting the bar high. You know, ever higher, and it's that immersion. It's an allowing our guests to step into the stories, their mm -hmm. most beloved stories, and yeah. uh, you know, we're just taking it to all new levels. With uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you'll get over to. Uh, uh, Hollywood Disney's Hollywood Studios. I did go there too. So did you get to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Oh my goodness. That's Can we talk about that? Yes, Amazing. please. Amazing experience. Could not believe it. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. Um, oh, oh, such a nerd right now. Oh, well, yeah, but you I walked through it. It was just this multiple level experience. And when it opened up and I was just staring at stormtroopers and I was mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, is this a ride? Is this a walkthrough? And the next thing I know I'm in a cart and I'm being like, you know, just, uh, you're talking about rise of the resistance, rise of the resistance. Uh, there's it's star. Is it star Wars tours or tours? What uh, is there's it? star um, tours yeah, outside star tours. They're inside star Wars, uh, um, galaxy's edge. You, you know, you find yourself on the outer rim of the, uh, star Wars galaxy and you're mm -hmm. on the planet Batu. You are immersed it's, on the planet Batu, uh, and it's a it's a beautiful fusion of, of physical and digital experiences that mm. make let you step into that story. And uh, I did do the milk bar, by the way. Oh, I'm team green all day. Are you? So I did, yeah. <laughs> you like green milk better, huh? Yeah, it was good. They're Real both good. good. They're both yeah. good. It was nice too, because like I was able to just kind of toast with my husband there, and we're just like. <laughs> This is great, and we that's then awesome. learned about build your own lightsaber, and I was like, "Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing!" Whoa, <laughs> there was there was a conversation between him and I. We we're like, "If we do it, we need to do a merged concept together." Because I'm not paying for two, but it would have been worth it too. But we couldn't find a slot, and we realized we did not plan efficiently. Next time. Next time. Next time. Well, Next good. Time. I mean, and so and that and that's what comes out. The Disney experience is so important, even for military families. Mm -hmm. I know I did my pilgrimage here with my kids uh, in 2011 while still on active duty. Um, you know, and have that picture walking my four-year-old daughter down Main Street on the way to Cinderella's royal table to have dinner with the, her favorite princesses, mm -hmm. but she's in her. Ariel Prince's wedding dress and my wife took the picture as we were walking oh. and I still have it I mean that yeah. moment 2011 10 years ago mm -hmm. snapshot in time that's an indelible family memory it sounds like you've had 
those same kind of experiences. Absolutely. And that's why it's so great that we have the Shades of Green here. So great that military, uh, so many uh, of our veterans and active duty military come here to find, you know, create those moments, those special moments, especially before they go into harm's way in defense of our uh, in defense of our nation. So, I mean, make those memories. And we've got people, uh, even friends of ours who are now, you know, cast members, but their tradition was before deployment, we go to Disney, we make those you know, inc mm. incredible memories, lifelong memories. And when we return safely after six months or a year of uh, uh, serving wherever, you know, and obviously in oftentimes dangerous situations, we re re you know, reunite here. You know, but champions of uh, champions of sport do that as soon as they win. Yeah. You've won the Super Bowl. Now what are you going to do? Right. And, going to Disneyland. And that's fun. I mean, because <laughs> we've actually hosted, a you know, yeah. Yeah, between Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Those, those are terrific. And, uh, you know, we had Patrick Mahomes here recently. And, you know, to watch him like on the Rise of Resistance was was just, I mean, I'm sure it was lovely. Gronk, <laughs> you know, and just seeing, uh, just seeing them enjoy the magic, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's really, really. Just, well, you guys are very reminding special. me that I need to get back there. It's I've I've not been to uh, Walt Disney World since probably the mid 2000s. Um, I I grew up going. Or we grew up going. Um, and one of my favorite things when I was a kid, if you can believe this, it doesn't exist anymore. You would go to this, I don't remember much about it because I was young, and they would start picking people out of the crowd. And one of the people that they picked out of the crowd, was, I learned a secret because somebody we knew were, was a cast member. And they said, as soon as you get there, when the host comes out, just start screaming and yelling. So we're like, yeah! And they take you and they bring you in and you're in, they make you a newscaster. And I did that like three or four times over the years because I knew the secret was just to scream and yell. Oh, so that's I'd go awesome. up there and I would, they'd give you a copy and you'd sit and it'd be like this with the lights and I got to do it and I was very excited about that. And, and later on as an adult, and I forgot about this too, because the Disney company owned the Mighty Kings hockey team mm -hmm. and I had auditioned to be the... You mean the Ducks? The Ducks, Mighty Ducks. What'd I say? You said the Mighty Kings. The, uh, yeah, that's a completely different thing. That's we're all here thing. for each other, Marie. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're here for you, Jeff. Right? So I, had, I auditioned to be the, uh, the announcer in the, in the arena, mm. in the, and it was down mm. to two of us. And I had to go to Anaheim and be in this empty, this empty ice arena and do the things that they want you to do. I didn't get the job, but uh, – <laughs> What a great experience. I should have told them really cool. I was a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I, I have I have those kind of memories. I've been to Disneyland. I grew up going to Disney World. I when you mentioned the Ariel's thing, I've eaten in that underwater. These are they're memories that are in me, but I, mm -hmm. I forget there's so many mm -hmm. things with Disney in your life. Mm -hmm. There's even one I can never remember again when I lived in Chicago. There's it was in a skyscraper. They took like three floors, and it was VR things and video games and oh in chicago were, yeah they were testing out some kind of thing to put it in different urban centers and not have a full park i mean i have so many disney memories that it, it's amazing and i love the work that you guys are doing to not just get people the experience of of being a guest but to give people the lifestyle of being a cast member and it's just amazing work yeah thank you we're really proud we're proud to be disney cast members and we're definitely proud to be veterans yeah. Can I say a couple of things to those serving? Absolutely. So the, you know, Cap and I had long careers. 
And I think in leaving the military, we learned a lot of things about that transition out to get a job. And there's some things I'd like to impart to those that are currently serving or those that have recently separated. So the first thing is plan your separation for leaving the military. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how long you've been in. If it's four years or 30 years, it doesn't matter. Plan your separation and plan what you want to do when you get out. And if you go back to the military, you know, you, you spent a lot of time planning stuff. You didn't just haphazardly go out and say, let's wing it and see what happens. <laughs> so I need you to apply that same, that same rigor to your transition in leaving the military. Secondly, give yourself plenty of time. You know, somebody's going to say, how much is plenty of time? couple of years. Give yourself plenty of time in doing this. Because you can go through and start to craft and look at what you want to do and what kind of job do you want and what industry do you want and how, how do you want to build your brand and all these elements. Do you need some education to maybe cover some gaps or build yourself up to get to that point? But time will be your friend. Use time as your ally, not your enemy. I spent five years planning my transition out of the military and it wasn't a, a perfect plan. But I wanted to start something because if you, if you don't start, you're not going to finish. Mm-hmm. And in five years, I had a lot of trips and falls and fails and stumbles, but I had time to recover in that time period. So spend time planning your transition. The last thing is remember that when you're leaving the military, most people have not touched the armed services. And I will say it again, not a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. But it's your job to bring your experience from the military to wherever you want to go Maybe you want to go to college, bring it into college, but bring your experience, but you got to tell it to them in words and terms they can understand. If you start talking in military acronyms and brigades and, and, you know, all the stuff we use, I don't know what the Navy says, you have more complicated acronyms than the Army does, people just aren't going to understand you. They, they want to understand you, but they won't. So you got to speak a language they understand. The last thing I'll say, and I'm going to talk about this later on today at the conference, is there's a lot of people who served out there that will not identify as a veteran. And I implore you, don't put that piece of your life aside. Don't mm-hmm. put it in the drawer. Stand up proudly and say, I served in the U.S. military. And often when you do that, you know, you may avail yourself to resources out there that can benefit you, propel you forward, or assist you if you need it. So stand up proud and say you're a veteran and say that you served. And, and please don't put that away. I'm Kevin Preston. I'm a soldier for life. I served in the Army. I loved every day of it, and I'm proud of what I did. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I am a fool. I often find in just my experiences when I worked in higher education, when I now work in, you know, government, um, all too often that happens where there's a a level of imposter syndrome or um, folks, uh, you know, are, are very, very humble about what they did with a team and trying to, of course, translate your skills and all of the amazing things you've done and not giving yourself enough credit and not dismissing your service just because you are not a combat veteran or you are trying to compare or contrast with someone else or someone who's of, of a high speed, a higher speed caliber, went to a special school. Um, all too often, even my fellow sisters in arms, it's, it's very common in, in, in our neck of the woods. Um, but I wholeheartedly agree with that, Kevin. I think that's incredible advice. And um, for everyone that's out there listening, I I hope you take that advice and embrace your service. Don't put it in the drawer. Yep. A veteran is a veteran. A veteran is a veteran. A veteran is a veteran. 
The American Legion embraces all current and former members of the military and endeavors to help them transition into their communities. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. So now everyone knows that time travel is one of our superpowers. It was great to see you get in touch with your inner mini, but it was even better to be reminded of the rich history and all the great programs Disney offers for veterans and service members on both a personal and professional level. It was, and I highly recommend staying at the Shades of Green because that's where I just happened to maybe be staying. Um, it truly was beautiful. And on the career side, both Heroes Work Here and Disney Salute are amazing programs. So I highly recommend that you check those out. Um, but the best thing was Kevin's advice at the end and planning is such a key to success. So really kind of diving into everything that Disney has to offer and um, figuring out how you and your family can take advantage of the military uh, incentives and programs that they have. That's right. And that is a theme we'll hear again tomorrow when we talk with the retired Army Colonel Jeffrey Powell, who empowers veterans to focus on transformation, not just transition. He'll talk a little about his own struggles separating from the military during the pandemic and how he is now actively working to change the perception of what the transition assistance program is and should be. Well, I can't wait, uh, obviously. So uh, remember to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're out there, you know, review and rate us five stars, preferably. And if you want to send us any feedback, you can comment on our YouTube or Facebook page. Or you may send us an email at tangoalphalima at legion.org. Okay, Alphas, with that, we're going to sign off for today. But come back and see us again. Until then, I'll call this Time Warp, Episode 110, Mission Complete.